When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Let's say you've got a place on the West Coast, and you've got a place on the East Coast, and you've got a place, oh, I don't know, in a state like the Montana. And you're never out on the West Coast, and you're just tired of having the house out there, and you want to get rid of it. You're tired of that dump. You would be just like... Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale. They've got a place in Hollywood Hills that that's eh, worth about thirty-five million, and they're just never there. You know, they've still got the place on the East Coast in New York, but they're spending most of their time in Montana. So let's just get rid of the Hollywood Hills dump, okay? I mean, it's on a cul-de-sac. It's only thirteen thousand square feet. It's got seven bedrooms, a screening room, a gym, a guest house, a tennis court, and what's described as a massive pool. It once, uh, part of it anyway, belonged to Errol Flynn, probably the garage part of it. I don't know if that had anything to do with the refurbishing, but I am in love with people who are just tired of having too many places to live. Maybe they could buy the private lake. It's the largest private lake in Texas, and it's up for sale. It's more than 2,400 acres. It's a recreational lake, and it's said to be, this has got to be the sales pitch, one of the most unique rural land assets in the country. It's got 21 miles of undeveloped and elevated shoreline. It offers opportunities for entertainment, residential, commercial, or investment development. It's located in the town of Fairfield in Freestone County. Fairfield Lake is just east of Interstate 45 and centrally located between Dallas, Houston, and Austin. That's actually a prime location. The lake is estimated to be 50 feet at its deepest point. I'm guessing no one has actually checked. I mean, it's estimated. Okay, it's estimate. Yeah, it's probably 50 feet. We don't know. It's got uh, fishing, water skiing, boating activities, and swimming, of course. Mature hardwood forest with an array of wildlife, including white-tailed deer, armadillos, river otters, beavers, squirrels, foxes, bobcats, songbirds, and bald eagles. Lake water with a thriving trophy bass population, as well as catfish, bluegill, and sunfish. 10 acres of wetland ecosystems, 8-plus miles of highway-grade blacktop, two-lane roads and bridges, three concrete boat ramps with truck and trailer parking, combination of underground and above-ground power throughout the property, 4,350-foot earth-filled dam with low-hazard classification from the Texas Commission of Environmental Quality. How much would you pay for that? Well, I'll tell you what. I can get you into this Fairfield Lake for $110,550,000. That's only, what, $22,000 an acre? So maybe if you offer, 
I don't know what, a hundred million cash, cash will get you into the lake. Okay. <laughs> but I, I wish I had your money so that I could purchase this lake. Cause that would be fun to rename it. You'd probably have to go through all kinds of steps, but it's the chewing the fat lake in Texas. Huh? I like it. Welcome. Welcome to chewing the fat. So, you know, I've talked about going to DFW International Airport and how, I don't know, it's frustrating. Uh, it makes me angry when I go there because they charge me to just drive on the property. It drives me insane. So, when you get on the property, if you are dropping someone off, okay, now they, no matter what, you get charged. Now, I have a toll pass, which didn't work the last couple of times. So I take a, you have to take a ticket and then, uh, you know, then you got to pay on your way out. The toll, the toll tags are, you know, ding, arm goes up, you go in. And then when you come out, the toll tag goes up, ding, and they take it out of your account. Now, if you're on the property less than eight minutes, they charge you $4. So apparently there's people that use the airport to get, to cut across, to cut through. I mean, it's. The DFW is this huge airport. I mean, the the actual property that it's on, I've I've told you before, is bigger than the island of Manhattan. So people use it as a, a, a cut through. And so if you're on the property between eight minutes and thirty minutes, it's only two bucks. Okay, so if you if it only if you drive on and you are dropping someone off or you know picking someone up. You can drive on and drive around the terminals, pick them up or drop them off and drive back out. And it's between that, uh, eight and 30 minute mark. It's only $2. And then if it's, um, 30 minutes to two hours, it's three bucks, according to the last report that I saw. So the cut through uh, rate is $4. So if some people, I guess I'm told if they're using it as a cut through, just slow down, <laughs> do a quick terminal run and then make sure it's eight minutes. So you, you know, you save, you save two bucks. All right. And with gas prices through the roof, I don't know if that works to your advantage or not. You know, that's up to you to figure that math out. So what got me thinking about this, and I know it's true at every airport, right? They charge you to park. They charge you to uh, go and pick people up. But most airports, at least when I was in, I don't remember Newark. I don't remember how I remember how Newark worked, but all the big international airports. When I was in Tampa, Tampa has a drive-through, all right? So if you are picking someone up or dropping someone off, there's no charge, all right? You drive through and drive out. All right. If you're going, then they have a, I think it's a 30 minute window where you can go in and park short term parking. And then if it's between 30 minutes and an hour, then it's only a couple of bucks or whatever it is. So you can go and pick someone up or drop them off, walk them to the gate and then get out of there. And it's only two bucks. It's not free. Well, DFW, you can't even, you know, you almost can't drive by the airport without them charging you. Well, there was a story that I read about a couple that got charged, you know, over 2000 bucks for just driving onto the airport a couple times. But you read the story 
And what happened was, is his wife, or you know, I mean, the automobile, drove to the airport in early July to drop one of one of their friends off at the airport. She gets in line. The toll tag works. Boop, arm goes up. She goes in, drops her friends off, comes back through. The toll tag opens up and she leaves. Okay. So now, three months later, hubby takes the wife to the airport and going into the airport, the toll tag doesn't work. And so he grabs a ticket out of the, out of the arm. And, you know, so the arm goes up, he's going to pay on his way out. Right. And so he drops his wife off and then goes to the, goes to the window or goes to the gate to get out. And he's just about ready to stick his ticket in to pay. And the arm goes up. So he drives through and then his wife gets a note about their bank account that just said they were charged $2,088 for being at the airport. The NTTA, the people in charge of the account for the airport parking uh, and the airport gates, charged them $2,088. That would really suck. You can quote me on that. That is for sure. Nobody wants to look at the bank account and see a $2,088 come out when you're planning on it being a couple of bucks, right? I mean, you're not prepared to pay that money at that time. So then he finds, he calls and finds out what the heck is going on. So apparently when the wife left the last time, it didn't read. She got out, but it didn't register with the NTIA. So they believe that the car was there for three months. I mean, it costs $2,000, over $2,000 to park your car at the airport for two months? Wow. Okay. Or maybe I guess it was three months. Sorry. Okay. That makes it better. Not really, but okay, I'm with you. So then, I mean, obviously they call and say, you, 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 what's going on? What's happening? I have the receipts. I'm telling you right now. And if they hadn't gone back, think of that. If they hadn't gone back, I mean, the next time it would have been, you know, depending on how many, if it's 2000 bucks for three months, I mean, it costs you over $8,000 to park at the airport for a year. Come on now. That's a little steep, just a little steep, but they got a hold of NTA and they said, oh, we're sorry. I mean, we're, we're working with our vendor to prevent similar mistakes from this happening again. It's rare to have an overcharge of this magnitude. Is it? Okay, no problem. And of course they said, you know, what happens is usually, you know, they, these companies like this will take the money out of your account quick, right? I mean, that was fast right there. Boom. I mean, minutes. And you're already tagged for the $2,088 out of your account. Uh, it takes a while for that money to get returned, right? Even if they say, yeah, we've returned it. Because they did say, we sincerely regret what happened. And we reimbursed the full amount charged the same day the matter was brought to our attention. That doesn't mean it went back into their account. That means they just reimbursed the full account. So it takes a while. And even the guy said, look, we, I was able to, he said I was able to get rent and, uh, you know, I, I made it and it was okay, but I feel bad for people who weren't in my situation. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, here's a good situation to be. How about DFW? I mean, they're making in one story. I, they, when they raised the cut through amount, all right, there was a story where they, they decided that, Hey, too many people are using the airport 
just as a cut through, right? So they were doing it in under eight minutes. And so they raised that price to the four bucks for the cut through people. They claimed that it was going to increase their profits a couple of million dollars a year. That's if all the people continued to go through the airport and pay the $4 instead of the two, right? So, I mean, they're making a lot of money from the, from these gates at the airport. And I'm not, I'm, I'm sure that this is happening at other places around the country. And it's damn, I mean, it's, it's a criminal. It's criminal that I'm dropping someone off at an airport and I have to pay to drop someone off at a building that's paying to travel somewhere. It's just insane. I mean, and that's expensive, right? I mean, I remember parking my car in the garage in New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, beautiful Trenton, New Jersey, at the uh, <laughs> at the train station. And that garage, I, don't, I was trying to remember how much of a monthly fee it was. But you paid a monthly fee, and I mean, obviously, you did. You could pull up and pay and go and park, and you know, whatever. And I don't recall what they would charge you for a day. But most of the people, you would buy a monthly pass to park there because you were going there, you know, at least five days, sometimes six or seven days a week. So you wanted to be able to park there monthly and not have to worry about you know paying that daily rate. And I mean, I don't remember what it was. I remember the. The train pass for New Jersey Transit was three or four hundred dollars a month, and so I I want to I think the garage the parking garage was probably close to that as well, and then there and then there was a toll road you had to pass because I lived in Pennsylvania, not New Jersey. There was a toll road I had to pass going into New Jersey, which charged me more money too. I mean, they get you coming and going. You can. Quote me on that, man. They get you coming and going. But we ought to have a movement that you should be able to go into an airport for free to drop someone off or pick someone up within 10 minutes. All right? Say you, 10 minutes. And I'll even give DFW their eight-minute window of cutting through. But eight minutes is cutting it pretty close. Uh, but if 10 minutes. If I drive in, and like I said, Tampa International has the uh, the 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 access road where you drive in and you pick someone up or drop someone off and you use that same uh, access road to get out of the airport uh, for free, right? So you're in and out. There's there's other ways that they do it with short-term parking, which you pay for, but it's not as much as long-term, obviously, but they all have access in and out of the airport for free. That seems like the fair thing to do. And it seems like most airports, if not all, should be that way. But then again, that would be fair, right? And we all know that life isn't fair, is it? No, no, it's not, Jeff. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh my gosh, that sounded like it was going to taste pretty freaking good. And it did. All right, I see where we've released uh, when Sex and the City franchise is going to be back to HBO Max. That's coming in December. 
the new And Just Like That season, the next chapter of Sex and the City. Uh, incredible that that show is coming back. Just amazing. And, uh, you know, am I going to be forced to watch it? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, this is going to follow their, you know, reality of life and friendship in the in their 50s. And the, 60, the Sex and the City star, what's her face? Kim Cattrall's not coming back. But uh, the rest of them are coming back. Plus, I see where, uh, you know, Willie Garson is uh, mentioned in the story as well. And he just passed away. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I also saw where HBO promoted the new Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. Uh, Looks like we're at the watch. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. It's supposed to launch in 2022. But they already have the uh, they already have the you know the teaser with the voiceover from Matt Smith's Prince Damon Targaryen. HBO. Dark shots. Two hundred years. Dynasty reigned. Fire. And blood. Dreams didn't make us kings. Dragons did. Think about it. House of the Dragon. That uh, looks pretty good. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I mean, HBO's got enough money to pull it off. It'd be awesome. Plus, plus, uh, speaking of HBO, coming out in like 10 days, Succession starts up again. I am really excited for Succession, man. Season two was awesome. If you have not watched Succession, you have time to go back and stream seasons one and two. Because season three is happening on the starting beginning on the 17th of October. If you're listening live today, it is the 7th of October, 2021. So, you know, you have plenty of time to stream Succession and it is well worth it. I feel like HBO needs to be a sponsor of Chewing the Fat, those three shows. And there's plenty more on HBO to watch. But without a sponsorship, I'm hesitant to go down the hbo max list <laughs> okay i see where the uh, russians have beaten tom cruise to the punch as far as going to the space station and filming for a movie yesterday the russians uh, launched to the international space station on a soyuz spacecraft uh the astronaut and the film director and the actress who are going up there for 12 days to film scenes for the challenge. And I see where I see the picture of cosmonaut, uh, Anton Shekhamovov, uh, film director, Klim Shevenko and actress, Yulia Perselt, uh, who actually looks, uh, you know, Eastern blockish. 
We'll just leave it at that. However, the one thing that stands out in this picture, and I'll hold it up so you can see. There, you see. Uh, in fact, when I promo the show today on Twitter, at JeffyJFR, Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, I'll, one of the pictures that I post will be this picture of the cosmonauts. And I know it just the look of the space suits that they're in, they look used. It looks like I, they bought them at a yard sale where space suits were for sale. They don't, I, you know, I know it's just me, uh, being, you know, a spacesuit elitist. I got it, but it, they just look used and I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. They blasted off from Kazakhstan or wherever the hell the Russians blast off at. And they're, you know, the film crew is going to be up there. They're filming the movie. Everybody's going to be involved in it. We did have the rumors that Cruz was supposed to go up to the space station on the SpaceX Dragon someday, but nothing has been confirmed about that. So we'll see. I know that uh, they're working on filming and lighting and everybody's going to be a part of it. Okay, great. But I'm just saying, the I'm sure... I'm sure that the suits are not used and they're not dirty, but they just look that way. And it drives me insane. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I see where Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, my girl, your girl from Goop, her great company. She has just launched a new, what's being called a DTF, female sexual desire booster. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's as good as the chewing the fat business booster, which I should, uh, you know, actually start marketing. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that out loud on the show, but, uh, DTF supports women's sexual desire, arousal and mood. It's a dietary supplement. It looks like it comes in the, under the goop wellness tag with 60 capsules. I don't know how much it costs. Did it say how much a 60 capsule bottle costs from goop? The branded three ingredient product costs 50 to $55. It's vegan, gluten-free, and will be released online at goop.com this coming month that is so it might be up there already let's check it out i mean the website is fascinating to see as she is hawking a lot of stuff on this website man a lot of clothes that looks great uh they, she has a shop beauty food and home style travel wellness in goop health i wonder if that's where it's under in goop health let's see what's under in goop health doesn't look like we have anything there wellness let's check out wellness what's there there it is yes the dtf our supplemented support women's sexual desire arousal and mood it's up there baby let's click on it see what we've got going on here for the supplement you can shop now 55 dollars 50 dollars with subscription oh that is so nice you become a subscriber you get a deal man I am turning into a Goop fan. Looks like there's a number of other things for sale here that uh, can help with your sexual arousal uh, mood setters. I don't know if we can still get her cow. Can we still get the candle? Let's see. The mood benefits of saffron. 
uh, saffron and how to get more of it. I don't know if that's uh, that's some kind of, I'm not sure. Oh, that's just the saffron. That I, I don't think we can get our orgasm candle anymore, can we? Let's see if we can. Orgasm candle. Orgasm smells like my orgasm candle. Yes, it's still available on the website for $75. So, man, you can take the supplement and you can get the candle that you need to burn uh, within sight. Uh, keep away from things that catch fire. Um, It's a candle? <laughs> I don't understand the disclaimer. Burn candle within sight. Keep away from things that catch fire. Okay, thank you for that. But it's titled, This Smells Like My Orgasm. Under the heading, Bougie Parfumé. Okay, I want my cut of this. Speaking of getting a cut, I had an email sent to me with the headline from the New York Times. Okay, so this was an email sent to ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com, which you are... More than welcome to send an email anytime you want. But this person, uh, Bill, sent me an email saying that uh, uh, they, the Times, the New York Times, ripped you off. I'm surprised that the canon theme didn't play when I tried to click on the story. <laughs> and I don't necessarily disagree, but their headline from the New York Times is the Varsity Blues Trial, what we learned about college admissions. You know, listen, I realized that it was, a, you know, a government thing that uh, was entitled Varsity Blues, but the whole uh, operation, I and mean, they didn't steal it completely because, you know, mine is Operation Varsity Blues. And so it's, it is a surprise, though, as Bill said, that when you click on the headline Varsity Blues Trial, you don't get Operation Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just had to give you the full title just to get the canon theme in. <laughs> Operation Varsity Blues. Tonight's episode, Things We've Learned. I'm a fan. And there's still plenty going on with the stupid Varsity Blues case, which is just absolutely agonizing and it's been a while since we've had an update i may have to give you a full update on what's actually happening because court cases are still taking place and people are still making deals over this it's just amazing another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I don't have to tell you that being a millionaire or a billionaire is a struggle. I mean, it's life can be, you know, a struggle no matter how much money you have. But when you have millions or billions, it's even tougher. 
really. And so now I see where seven in 10 millionaires hesitant to leave large inheritance over, over half have lazy children concerns. Well, yeah. (laughs) So the Motley Fool surveyed 2000 American adults with net worths over a million dollars, which I'm sure you listening are one of the 2000. 76% of the high net worth individuals plan to leave inheritances. As many as 68% plan to have money accessible only after heirs meet specific conditions. So, for example, Shark Tank entrepreneur Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, designed a trust that skips his adult children and will support his grandchildren until they graduate from college. Huh. Okay. Uh, according to this, high net worth individuals can obviously structure their inheritance to mitigate concerns about a large inheritance being mismanaged or leading their children to become lazy. Uh, you know, so right now they're talking about uh, boomers aging and holding 30 to $40 trillion worth of assets. So they, you know, there's quite a few individuals that are approaching inheritances. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. And so these large inheritance, 57% believe that their heirs would not be prepared to manage a large inheritance. 56% believe that assets would be better used elsewhere, such as for charity. 56% also believe that leaving too much could cause beneficiaries to be lazy. Almost two-thirds of respondents have considered a generation-skipping inheritance, which would pass assets to, the obviously, the grantor's grandchildren or anyone, you know, at least 37.5 years or younger. And those can all be set up in trusts and all. It really, you know, it, of course, their look outlook on life is going to be different because they weren't raised like you. You went out and earned the money. And maybe you didn't. Maybe you had it given to you, too. And you still think you're better than everybody else. Who knows? I, you know, speaking of struggles for billionaires, uh, I see where John Paulson, Mr. Hedge Fund King, he's worth, I think, $4.7 billion. Not sure where he's at on the top 400, the Forbes 400, which we will get to momentarily. The new list was just put out. But Paulson, how embarrassing for his wife, who apparently didn't know that he was having an affair and, uh, you know, out hot and bothered with this, uh, influencer (laughs) who is, uh, pretty young and pretty, pretty hot. Uh, so, uh, her name is, uh, Alina Diamidia and, uh, she's been having an affair with, uh, she's, 33 years old. I mean, getting a little long in the tooth. Now she had to make some <laughs> she had to, you know, get some business done. So, uh, apparently page six ran a story of him, you know, filing for divorce in Suffolk County in New York. And that's the first that the wife had heard about it. Wow. The, I mean, that's really, that's a kick in the gut, man. If that's true. Now she claims it is. She claims she didn't know anything about it. And this, you know, she learned about it by reading about it in page six. It was humiliating. It was unseemly speed of taking a girlfriend. 
uh, and filing for divorce so quickly after a good summer. I mean, apparently they had a great summer in the Hamptons and then they jetted off to Austria for the Salzburg Music Festival, which they were there for a couple of days. And then a month later, he files for divorce. He's 65 now. Now, apparently when they were in Austria, what's her face? The girlfriend was there too. And the wife didn't know it. She was post. The girlfriend was posting pictures about being there and talking about it. <laughs> he, he was not. And uh, the wife is a little wound up. So I would venture to say, and this is just me. I don't know. I don't know. But they've been married for a long time. They've got a couple of kids. He's worth $4.7 billion. Just a thought. He will not be worth $4.7 billion at the end of this divorce. You can pretty much count on that. Uh, the billionaire list, Donald Trump falls off the Forbes 400 list for the first time in 25 years. So all you anti-Trump people, you can be happy. All right. He's off the list. He's still a billionaire, but he's not on the Forbes 400. So that hurts. That hurts if you're Donald Trump, but you know, he'll get it back. No problem. And speaking of divorce, I see where Melinda Gates is on the list, of course, but she's not as high as she should be. She's at 158 on the 400 list with 6.3 billion. Now, Gates is at his lowest rank in 30 years, but he is still worth 134 billion, according to this list. He should be worth a lot less than that. Come on now. I mean, he should be down in the 100 billion list, he should be in the top 10 still. A hundred billion would make him still in the top 10, but there's no way he should have that extra 34. That extra 34 should be Melinda's. I mean, I know that, you know, six and seven billion dollars is still pretty good life, but it's not as good as $34 billion life. I'll tell you that or $40 billion life. So uh, number one on the list, Jeff Bezos at this time with, uh, I think he has $201 billion which seems to be a pretty good penny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, by the way. Uh, Elon, number two, with $190.5 billion. Zuckerberg, number three, with $134.5 billion, and that puts him in front of Gates. Uh, well, Zuckerberg has $134.5. Bill Gates has $134. And he, like I said, I, I'm a little disappointed that he's that high still. Belinda should have taken him for a few more billion dollars. Knocked him down a couple of pegs more. Uh, Larry Page from Google has $123 billion, number five. Sergey Brin from uh, Google, $118.5 billion. Larry Ellison, software king, $117.3 billion. Buffett, number eight at $102 billion. Uh, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft, $96.5 billion. And number 10, coming in at number 10, Michael Bloomberg at $70 billion. Michael Bloomberg is 79 years old. Buffett is 91. So that money, I mean, those those guys aren't from. I see, you know who's on this list. I mean, the Walton family is all over this list. If the old man was alive, he would be, he and Jeff Bezos would be knocking it out. And I believe old man Walton would be in front because all these Waltons, I mean, here in, look at this, uh, number 11, number 12, and number 13, okay, are all Waltons, 67.6, 67.9, 68.8. 
Um, it's not bad. And that's, uh, you know, like I said, 11, 12, and 13. And then Mackenzie Scott is number 15 at 58.5. See what I'm saying? That's what divorce gets you. Uh, McK- uh, Gates needs to step up. Mackenzie should reach out and say, Melinda, uh, you know, I can appreciate your $6 billion, but you need to pick up the pace a little bit. We need you a little bit higher on the list. <laughs> but there are a bunch of Waltons all over this list, man. Uh, they are far, far and away uh, the leading family on this. I see where Eric Schmidt from Google, who I actually, I I like Eric Schmidt. That guy is, he is a genius, man. He's only worth, and I say only, $23.9 billion. And I say Eric is a genius. I mean, anybody on this list obviously has done something right and is smart enough to, you know, <laughs> get into the billionaire list. So I'm guessing that they are pretty smart human beings. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, Jack Dorsey from Twitter, uh, $14.9 billion. He's 53rd. I see where Twitter just sold its MoPub mobile advertising network to game developer and ad tech company Applovin for $1.05 billion in cash. Wow. Um, Twitter said the sale is in line with its uh, stated goal of reaching $7.5 billion in revenue by the end of 2023. And they purchased this MoPub for $350 million in 2013. So they made a little bit of extra cash on the sale on top of whatever they made using the MoPub mobile advertising plan. But so I don't know if that moves Jack up the list quickly, but he's still at 53rd with only $14.9 billion. I don't know how he gets by with uh, just Twitter and Square uh, making his fortune. Just incredible. Bubba Cathy from Chick-fil-A uh, breaking in. He's on the 200. He's in the 200 of the 400 list with $5.5 billion. And let's scroll down here to number 400, shall we? So this list from Forbes here stops at 389. And the bottom of the list is $2.9 billion, which is tied. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13 tied with 2.9 billion. That's enough. Okay. And then there's a bunch of people tied for 3 billion as well. Wow. So people, you know, at 3 billion and 2.9 billion, you're at the bottom of the list. Anybody below 2.9 million, we're not mentioning you in this story. Sorry. Okay. We'll call it the Forbes 400, but that's not what it is. Okay. That's the Forbes 389 and. 389 is just people tied at 2.9 billion. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they get by on 2.9 billion. It would be a struggle for, I mean, I know it would be a struggle for you. For me, I don't know. I don't know how I'd get by on 2.9 billion dollars. <laughs> All right, I've got a lot of headlines under uh, Corona, 
virus that is, you know, just, it's just headlines. I just want you to know they're just FYIs. So you know, what's going on. I don't want to get too deep into it because I know I've had enough of hearing about it and we're, we're not going to stop hearing about it. So you just still need to know a little bit about what's going on. Uh, and then you can delve into it uh, more if you want to like uh, rapid at home COVID tests are about to become much more widely available. According to the FDA, we'll see. Apparently, the manufacturer plans to produce more than 100 million tests per month. And this number apparently is going to rise to 200 million a month by February. So it's not going away. Hopefully, I don't know who is going, if they are going to count. You know, if you test positive at home, are you still going to have to pay for that test from the medical community? I don't know. We know now, and what a surprise, that China was ordering those PCR tests uh, back in May of 2019. So it appears that they knew that uh, they had a coronavirus problem in May of 2019, which actually bodes well to what we knew early about people getting sick in mid to the late 2019s, 2019s, yeah, the mid to late months of 2019, because people were getting sick and being, we talked about it, when they were getting sick, it wasn't the flu, they didn't know how to treat it, but they gave you, you know, said treat it like the flu and go home, but people were not getting better and it wasn't testing positive for the flu. Huh, wonder if that was probably coronavirus. I mean, that's what the doctors believed, but nobody would believe them at the time. We have Cuba beginning to uh, export uh, COVID-19 vaccines. Man, there's nothing I want more than a vaccine from Cuba. Uh, and I, mean, I guess that's uh, it's a three-dose uh, Abdullah vaccine. It's going, uh, that's what Cuba has. Uh, they're sending it to uh, Vietnam and Venezuela. Man, does that sound like something I want for sure. Do I want to put that inside of me? Uh, Kyrie Irving from the NBA is saying that, uh, hey, he's going to lose millions because of the salary reduction for unvaccinated players. Uh, Okay. Uh, You know, at one point you want to say, well, you know, maybe that's what you get. But on the other hand, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, that's, that was the deal with uh, what's-her-face, Sage from ESPN, who is, I mean, now we know uh, Sage Steele. She has been pulled from the air, and she bent the knee. She said on a podcast that she did not want to get the vaccine, but that Disney, ABC, was forcing her to get it. She loved her job and that she did not, you know, want to get the vaccine, but she got it to keep her job. Well, that, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. And she apologized. She said, I know my recent comments created controversy for the company and I apologize. We're in the midst of an extremely challenging time that impacts all of us. And it's more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully. Um, yeah, but that's not what happened. And you bent the knee. Oh, just never bend the knee. Never bend the knee because it's never, never enough. Just amazing. We have uh, Seattle Police Department employees 
are uh, quitting and getting fired because they haven't submitted proof of vaccination. Hundreds of Michigan healthcare workers are quitting over vaccine mandates. Uh, top COVID experts, according to this, are privately urging Biden and the Biden administration to scale back booster campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Los Angeles City Council greenlights vaccine passport. That's good. It's going to require everyone age 12 and over to be fully vaccinated before entering bars, gyms, restaurants, or other indoor facilities. And that will be everyone uh, soon because Pfizer just asked the U.S. government to allow COVID-19 vaccine to children under 12 And while that hasn't been okayed yet, I'm sure it will be. The unity of this country and the world is coming together like everyone wants, isn't it? (laughs) Man, the divide just keeps getting bigger. I mean, we have video of clashes in Amsterdam amid the anti-restriction protests in Europe. Uh, They're organized under the slogan Together for the Netherlands as they protest uh, the proof of vaccination, recent recovery, or a negative test that are mandatory for entering public venues. We know Sweden has suspended the use of Moderna in people under 30. Finland stopped the use of Moderna in people under 30. Denmark stopped the use of Moderna in people under 18. Norway is recommending those aged under 18 to get Pfizer instead of Moderna. They also say men aged under 30 should consider getting Pfizer. And we also know that Sweden removed practically all remaining restrictions. So I guess life is back to normal. (laughs) Right. After one week, though, uh, new COVID infections fell 16%, according to the numbers. I mean, we know right now that more Americans have died this year, 2021, from COVID-19 than all of 2020. I know it's just a stat and all numbers can, you know, work the whatever way they want, but that's the deal, right? We know that uh, George Clooney, Speaking of stars, and I should have brought him in with the movies, that uh, we know that uh, Clooney has slammed the unvaxxed stars, and he's not alone in slamming the unvaxxed stars. The only thing is, Clooney compared getting the jab and wearing a mask to fighting the Nazis. Come on, George. I really thought you were smarter than that. He said, "Uh, it's stupid, because every generation in our country for more than a lifetime has been asked to sacrifice something for the safety of their fellow man, get shot, fight Nazis. Oh, oh, okay. All right. And while this isn't a a vax story, it is a divide story. Uh, We know now that the new Dave Chappelle special on Netflix, uh, critics are calling to uh, cancel the Dave Chappelle Netflix special for ridiculing trans people. I would say good luck with that. Uh, Good luck with that because uh, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. Dave will say it's a joke and move on with your life. So the divide just keeps getting bigger. But the one thing that's bringing us all together is gas prices. I mean, who doesn't love gas prices? I mean, right now, 
the average price of gas in the U.S. is $3.22 a gallon. That's the most expensive price it's been since at least October of 2014. In California, you know, obviously they're paying more than $5 a gallon. So don't worry about it. The crude prices are at their highest level in seven years. OPEC said, nah, we're not going to ramp it up. We, 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 we asked OPEC, Joe Biden went to them and, you know, got down on bended knee and they said, yeah, no, we're going to, no, we're not going to do that. So now everything will be okay though, because we're just going to open up our strategic petroleum reserve that will add a new supply to the market. So that'll be fine here in the U.S. And in Europe, while gas prices in Europe skyrocketed and the price of crude went way up, it was taken care of, though, because Vladimir Putin said, no, don't worry about it. I'll provide more gas to Europe and then everything will be fine. So see, we can all come together. We're all going to pay the same price for gasoline. Oh, man. Brings us, brings us all together, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.